0: site that made me swoon. It had something for each Harry, Dick, and Tom. You can find it in my cache or HTTP colon slash slash And you'll find quite a lot of wax on that website. Quite a lot of wax to view. Some people say it wanes, but we shall eat their brains and kick them in the crotches too. For everyone should love this wondrous website, everyone who wants to live. If you don't read all our works, you're a bunch of stupid jerks, and I'll meet you in the shower with my shiv. Wax work should be what you seek, the first Monday of each week, or you won't be very pleased with what I'll do. Make you swallow powder glass Pull your intestines out your ass And some other things that seem unpleasant too Cause there is quite a lot of wax on that there website Quite a lot of wax to view Some people say it wanes but we shall eat their brains And kick them in the grotches too For everyone should love this wondrous website Everybody and their mom Don't make me say it again! You've got till the count of ten. Get your ass over to wax.work.com Hello everyone, my name is Jordan D. White and this is Cast and Wax. Welcome to Cast and Wax. I am uh, doing something a little different today in that I am actually uh, recording this live as I always do. But I'm, in addition to recording this live as I always do, I'm also um, doing something known as, oh, what is it? Right. Broadcasting it on Ustream. I have a Ustream channel. I'm not recording it on Ustream, but I am uh, broadcasting it on Ustream. So the reason I'm doing that is basically no reason. Um, I thought, what the heck? Why not? But uh, so people can see me broadcasting here with uh, with Scapey right next to me. And uh, they can't see Rory since Rory's on Skype. But Rory is also recording with us, so let's let's introduce everyone like we always do. Um, let's start with Rory since you're a human being and probably have more feelings.
1: Hey, Dad, that's not okay, true. escape.
0: Settle down. Settle down. Uh, Rory, how are things going for you over in England? Well. Not amazingly well. I, 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 there are, there are some good things and there are some bad things. Oh, well, what? I mean, what are, what's wrong? What are the bad things? Well, alright. As you recall, we discussed Thomas Edison and my mother having sex on my bed. This is not a thing I like. Uh, but now that they've told me that they do this, I have noticed more and more coming in to find my bed rumpled in ways I, I didn't remember it being rumpled or, You know, stacks of my things being knocked over. Pretty much almost every time I leave my room for any reason, I come back and find... That I I I think someone's been in there. There's a, a strange scent in the room, and this is after I changed the locks, got my own key to the room, so they shouldn't be able to get in the room. They re- I mean I, I don't understand how they do it, but they are. They, every time I leave, they get in. I mean I, I'm assuming it's them. It could be anyone, but I'm assuming it's them. And they're getting into my room. They're having sex on my bed, on my things. It's very disgusting, and it makes me feel ill. Oh man. Well, I'm sorry, Rory. That's I mean that sounds nasty. Why would they be having s- sex on your? Ben. I don't know. I don't know. But he wrote it and said they were. They did at least once. And they were, they were told me to clean up my room. And yes, I did clean up my room. And again, I scoured my room. I have wiped down every surface in my room. I have washed the sheets over and over again now. I can't get the, the image out of my head, you know, that this is what the... Uh, uh, seriously, it is disgusting. And I, I also, like I said, I changed the locks a second time. I added a second lock. And still, I come in. The locks are locked, of course, but I come in and I find things are moved and I find things are in different places. You know, I don't know what to do next. I'm going to have to get a, a retinal scan a entry code key. Well, that's a, that, I mean, that seems a bit excessive. It, well, it is not excessive enough if you are stopping your mother from having sex in your bed. Also, I don't think I can actually afford one. Well, that's a good point because you don't, you are bankrupt. I could try to convince Thomas that he should pay for my room to have a retinal scan lock. Why would he, but why would he do that? I don't know. I would I have to come up with a very good reason. I don't see that happen. Rory, I don't imagine that he would do that Plus, even if he did do that, if he paid for it he could probably get them to include his own retina uh, That's a good point Alright, uh, then you know I don't know how I'm going to have to save up money I'm going to have to save up money without the government knowing about it so I can buy this retinal scan. Rory, don't, this is ridiculous. Don't get yourself in trouble with the government by withholding money that you're supposed to be paying to your bankruptcy in order to get a retinal scanner to stop your mother from having sex in your bed. It's not that big of a deal. is the person whose mother is not having sex in his bed. That's, that's true, and I'm very happy about that. The main reason for that is that I have my own apartment. So why don't you try to get your own apartment? The government would be okay with you getting your own apartment. That would count as living expenses. And then your mother would not have access to your bed. No, no Jordan, I couldn't afford a nice apartment. I mean, this mansion is really nice. You know, you don't, you don't understand. I have cooks who are cooking for me. I mean, they're not, they're not my cooks. They're their cooks, but they cook for me too. And they have a, a you know, a well stocked larder and they, you know, it, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It really is. So I, I, I don't see how I, you can expect me to give up the comforts that I am living in to have my own apartment. But Rory, that is the give and take of want and desire. If you want the luxuries of the house that you're living in, you have to take the sacrifice of your mother having sex in your bed sometimes, th- these are things that we all have to deal with in life. Decisions that we're all faced with. Live in your parents' house, follow their rules. And your parents' rules right now, your parent being your mother and and your stepfather, Thomas Edison, is they get to have sex wherever they want, including your room. At this point, I, I, I think you should count yourself lucky that they're not having sex in the room while you're in the room. While, while, while I'm in the room, do you think they could do that? Well, I mean, they physically could do that, yes. Th- I don't think that they are doing that, but I think it's... Physically possible that they could do that, yes They could just walk into the room and you'd be like What are you guys doing? I mean with a British accent What are you guys, What are you guys, you know, I don't know I mean, You'd be like, what are you doing? And they'd be like, we're gonna have a bit of the old In and out, you know, and then you'd be like uh, uh. Of course I'd be like, uh, uh, that's disgusting I didn't want to see my mother having sex With Thomas Edison in the room while I'm In the, I already see it in my head while I'm in the room I didn't want to see it with my eyes in the room That's disgusting. It's a little gross I don't want to think about your mother having sex with Thomas Edison And I have to because you keep talking about it's it It's not something I want to to be talking about, believe me. Then don't. That's the main solution. Just don't think about it. Don't talk about it. Don't. And then it's not happening. If something is bothering you, don't let it get to you. Don't let my mother having sex in my room with an older gentleman who is not my father. Not that I want to see my father having sex, but my mother and Thomas Edison having sex. Don't let it get to me. I I should allow that not to get to me. How exactly just one, hey Jordan, I have a question for you. Uh, what? Your mother having sex with Frank Allen? How is that? That that didn't. That's not. That never happened, and that's never going to happen. That's disgusting. That's not. My mother is happily married. And why would you? You're dis, You disgust me. Why would you say that? You disgust me. Wait, but uh, exactly, that is my point. I, you don't even want to think about that. But now that image is in your head. Now, whenever you're, you know, at thinking about your mother, you're going to end up thinking about having sex with Frank Allen. I, no, I am not going to. That's no, I'm not. Why would you try to do that to I'm, me? Because this is I'm showing you what was done to me. This is something that happened to me. Now, every time I exist, all the time, all I am thinking of is my mother and Thomas Edison having sex, especially when I'm in my room, because a lot of the times, first of all, like I said, the scent lingers, I can smell it. Second of all, it's disgusting, and it's my room, and it's private. Oh, I, you know, I, I mean, do you think they've had sex in every room in this house? Uh, yeah, I mean, probably. It's a big house, right? But they seem to have sex a lot. They really do. They really do oh god all right um so that's the uh, that's the really downside that's the part i'm not so pleased about but you said there were good things you said there was stuff that is uh making you you know happy oh yes um well there are some things I- i've been um i've been you know continuing to do some video dating as i told you about uh, over the internet and um i think i've met a lady you know uh, which is uh, quite pleasant you met a la- that's wonderful you met a lady Tell us all about it. I, you know, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not quite comfortable doing that just yet, but I probably will at some point soon. I, things seem to be going well, and I'm starting to get serious about it. So, you know, I think I just might talk to you about her very soon. Uh, seriously, I, I, I'll, I'll consult with her and see what she thinks about me letting people know about her. But I'm very pleased right now that things are, things are absolutely swimmingly. No, things are going swimmingly. So, you know, that's that's a wonderful thing. Well, that, I'm really happy for you, Rory. That is really, really nice. And I, I know it's, uh, it's nice to have someone that you love and that you care about. My wife and I are very happy together. Uh, she's at work today, by the way. Happy Labor Day. Happy anniversary of the revolution that didn't happen. But it will. Don't you worry. I'm working on the revolution. Okay. Uh, anyway, Rory, it's been great talking to you. Uh, continue to comment, of course. Uh, as always, you don't have to explain to me how the show works. I know. I know. I just... Okay. Uh, Scape, let's turn things over to you. How are you doing, my good cat, my little gray cat, Mr. Scape White?
1: Uh, Dad, I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) Uh, so... I've been working on my thesis for my rock school.
0: (laughs) Good, you've been working on your thesis. Well, that's great. As we found out last week, Scape was late with his thesis. It was supposed to be done last semester. Then it was supposed to be done over the summer. He didn't do it. He got an extension. Now, I don't know if it's an extension or... At any rate, he got a... uh, He worked out a deal where he's going to do his thesis this semester instead of last semester. Until it happens, you are failing your thesis for last semester.
1: No, but that, I didn't really fail it. It's just like... uh, It's like a trick. It's not a trick. Well, it is because they put F,
0: but later it's gonna turn into W. W is lower than F. F comes way earlier in the alphabet. No,
1: Dad, that's not how it works! It's about W for, for like a word. I forget what word.
0: For withdrawn, I know, but I'm just saying that W in the alphabet- But that's not how it works! The F is the lowest letter. F is the lowest letter. Yeah! There's no letter lower than F. That doesn't- that's not true. I mean, well, first of all, what do you mean by lower than it?
1: Well, I mean, okay. Uh, like, when you go to school, like I do, okay? Well, you see that you get a grade. The way a grade works is you do work, and then they give you a grade that stands for how good the work is. So, the highest letter is A for like awesome, I guess. And then B is next, and then C, D, E...
0: F. What, wait, okay, there's a lot of things wrong with what you're saying. A f- is not for awesome.
1: It is. It's the awesomest because that's when you, if you do the best job,
0: you get A. If you do the best job and it stands for best job, you should get a B. N- no. I
1: mean, well, yeah, but that's not, but that's not what it is. You get A for awesomest. And then B for best is not as good as awesomest.
0: The thing that is the awesomest is better than the best? Yeah. According to this scale. But I'm, no, I'm saying they don't actually stand for anything. And then E, There is no E. Dad. No, there is no E. In the great it goes A, B, C, D, and then F for fail. You
1: just said F for fail. So you say it stands for something. Awesomest, best, could have been better, done, I guess.
0: Eh, it sucks. F Fair. No, there's no. Uh, it's it, there's no E for. Uh, it sucks. Is that how, who explained the grading system to you? No, my t- my teachers
1: gave a thing and it said the letters because that's how grading works.
0: And they told you that these are what these things stand for.
1: Well, no, they didn't. They didn't say that that, that those things stood for. But I
0: just I figured it out because I am smart. I right now I'm kind of disagreeing with you. You I don't think that you're that's Rory. You went to school- Okay, well now, to be fair, Rory, you went to school in England, but I'm assuming the grading system is similar. Yes, we don't have a grading system that says A for awesome. I mean, so if that's how it works in America- No, that's not how it works in America. And not to mention, Scape, your school is in London, and you go to the school via the internet, so Rory is the extra special expert. Rory, you are from England as well. You are from London, if I remember correctly. Yes, actually, I am. Explain to him that the A does not stand for awesomeness. Scape, as far as I'm aware- no system in Britain runs on A for awesome, B for better, uh, best. Was it best? Yeah, B for best. C for could have been better, D for done, I guess.
1: E for eh, it sucks.
0: No, there is no A, it sucks. I'm saying there's no E. There's never an E. There, there is no E grade, but if there was an E grade, it wouldn't stand for A, it sucks. It would, it would not stand for anything. Sometimes, actually, I, I, I should mention, sometimes in lower grades they have E for excellent, and then V, G for very good, and then G for good, and then, what was it, N, I, needs improvement. That's not even in alphabetical order. That's not, that's not right at all. Well, I mean, you're right. It's not in alphabetical order. It's good that you know the alphabet, but it is how sometimes it lower grades. But you, uh, I mean, you're in a school of higher learning. You're in rock school. You're in the Rock Institute of Rock. I mean, that's, they would not have that kind of system there. You know, they would have the letter grade system A, B, C, D, F. That's it. Then there's no, there's no G, there's no whatever's after G-H, and there's no, you know, letters after that.
1: Well, there is, because there's a W. I, I've already talked to the teacher, and the teacher says, I have F, and then later, if I do my work, I get
0: W. Right, but that's because it then okay, it's a complicated systemscape, and it has contradictions in it. And you have to be open to the fact that not everything follows one simple rule. It goes like this. A, B, C, D, those are the letter grades. And in those letter grades, as you know, A plus, A, A minus, B plus, B, B minus, et cetera. All the way down to, I think there's a D minus. I don't even know. But the point is, those are the four grading grades. And those represent a grade from 100 down to to 61, I guess, somewhere around there. And then anything below that, you don't even get a real grade. Below that, you get an F for fail. It it has nothing to do with the quality. It just goes fail. You're below... Well, it has to do with the quality in that you're below 60-something, but you just get fail. And then there's other things like withdrawn. And for withdrawn, they represent it with a W, and that's what you will get if you don't fail.
1: I don't get it. Well,
0: you don't have to get it. You're going to school for rocking, not for sensible grade acknowledging. The point is you have to do your work... You'll end up with a W. I was giving you flack. It's not actually worse than an F.
1: Thank you, Dad. Thank you for saying, admitting
0: that you were wrong. I wasn't wrong. I was giving you a hard time. Okay. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Yeah. You are sorry. <sighs> Jerk. Okay. Uh, let's get on with the show. Let's get to our first section that we've recently brought back to discuss the person that we discuss. Well, you'll see who. Uh, this is a section we like to call Toll Watch. Welcome to Watch, everybody. Uh We have something very special. Very special. As you know, we no longer say anything rotten about Frank Allen during The Watch. Why? Because Frank Allen has a cease and desist against us saying not to say rotten things about him. But I'll tell you what. We do say bad things about Franklin Allenton because Franklin Allenton is another guy totally different from Frank Allen. And he's a big old douche. He stole lots of shows from us and things like that. And also, he is a, a bad person. And... We have a special investigation in which we are revealing that Franklin Allenton did something awful and carried out a miscarriage of justice. So why don't we get to that? Uh, we have a special interview here done by a great friend of the show, Miss Lynn Nelson, revealing something from a long, long time ago. You see, a long time ago, we had a segment on our show in which we interviewed a young woman, by which I mean an old woman, by which I mean we found out, a troll named I don't know that woman slash troll was in jail for eating someone but uh, I believe I might be remembering this incorrectly but I believe it was Franklin Allenton who interviewed this woman and got her set free big by, by discovering that she was a troll well now here with the follow-up investigation is our good friend Lynn Nelson with Lynn Nelson interviews
2: Lynn Nelson interviews starring Lynn Nelson hello everybody uh, this is Lynn Nelson, as I'm sure you know. I have with me today a very special guest who uh, we first met on the Cast and Wax podcast. Uh, she appeared twice. Well, not on the podcast twice, but she's been with us twice before. First in Tractor Fiction... Where she debated somebody and lost We'll ask her more about it later just to recap uh, And then second uh, On an interview on the podcast Where she was in prison For eating someone previously Doesn't matter, it's fine Discovered that she was a troll And uh, is now out of prison So we are going to catch up with her and find out Just what she's been doing since Everybody, this is Ida Know Hello! Hello, Ida. Hello. So how are you doing? I am fantastic. Fantastic. Why don't you, uh, can you catch us up a little bit on how you first met us and what happened there? Met you? Well, you know, my, and my friends. Wh- who are your friends? Uh, Jordan, Frank Allen, Super Ned. I hate Super Ned! I know. Why don't you tell everyone why? Because he's a perp! What did he do?
3: Well, I mean, I guess I'm not so mad at him now, except he still keeps following me all over the place. I wish he'd just leave me alone. He used to, uh, stop me from trying to go to hell where there's a the buffet. Um, although I guess I, I don't really care about that anymore, cause, um, I get to eat all the time now. Now that everybody knows I'm a troll. So, um, that's okay, but I wish he'd stop, like, following me around and trying to get me out of the house that I'm living in, and and he's just giving me trouble. Wow, so you, you're in a house now? Yeah, I, I live in a house. It's so nice. Where did you used to live before? I used to sleep under bridges. Under bridges. Every once in a while, I still go out and sleep under a bridge if it's nice out. You know, but I don't have to sleep under them anymore if it's, like, raining. This is funny.
2: So you discovered that you're a troll... Yeah. Who, by nature, would sleep under bridges and eat people. Yeah. And now you don't. Well, I still eat people. Okay. How did you come to live in a
3: house? Well, um, I was just sort of walking around in the neighborhood, and it was getting dark, and I saw and I smelled this really wonderful dinner that this family was having inside the house. So I broke the window, and I went in the house and um, I tied up the people, and I put them in the basement, and then I had the dinner, and now I have the house. Now you have the house. Where are the previous owners of the house now? Some of them are still in the basement. Oh, that's good. I mean, some of them are in the basement, and there's there's the one who, um, he goes to work or something, and he brings home more food, so I let him go outside. Because he brings home more fruit. He comes home? Yeah, Um. because I still have the littler ones in the basement. Okay. And so he comes back to see them, and he cries a lot. That's, that's a bummer. actually kind of whiny, but he always brings home fruit. Yeah, that's a bummer.
2: I can see why you'd lock him up if he's crying all the time.
3: Yeah, but I let him
2: go out and get the food. Okay. So now
3: I give him a house. It's a really nice house, too. What, what food does he bring you? Last time we talked, or last time you... Talk to
2: to my friends. You were eating people.
3: Well, I do if there's no other food. So, like, if he doesn't bring home food, I had to eat like two of the little ones because I was just so hungry. How many little ones are there? There's like well yeah, there's like one little one. Oh
2: okay. okay, but there used to be more. So now, so you've this is a very interesting turn of events. You're eating human food rather than troll food.
3: Um, well, you know, it's it's easier to get it. Everything is so good now, except that that stupid Super Ned keeps coming through the house and trying to get me out of my house. Okay, so
2: just to help everybody a little bit, um, Super Ned won the debate after Tractor Fiction um, against I Don't Know, and then apparently began stalking her, and.
3: Yeah. Uh, He's what? obsessed with me! Okay. Uh, why did he start stalking you in the first place? Because he didn't want me to go to the buffet in hell.
2: Okay, so uh, someone, a demon told Ida that hell was a buffet to try to get her to go there.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? Uh, and so, contrary to what she argued in Tractor Fiction, she began to try and kill herself in order to go to hell and eat at the buffet. I'm
3: just so hungry, I the time.
2: Okay. So Supernet is still following you to stop you from killing yourself?
3: Oh. Uh- well, I'm not trying to kill myself, so
2: I wish he'd just go away. What why does he want you out of your house, do you think?
3: I don't know. He's just a
2: poop. A poop? Yeah. Not a human?
3: Well he's a human poop. A human poop. Okay. Just making sure. He comes in and he talks to the people in the basement and he gets them all upset. And I have to I have to get kick him out of the house.
2: So I I think at this point, after all your legal proceedings, you're aware that it's illegal uh, to eat people As if you were a human. It's illegal for humans to eat other humans, and it really is illegal to keep them locked up in a basement. Um, it's so
3: good to be a troll.
2: Sure, I bet it is. Yeah. Um I'm wondering if anyone has tried to arrest you, only to discover you're a troll. I mean, are they just letting you do this?
3: Uh, I mean, the only people who have even bothered me at all oh, it's the stupid servant. i mean other than that um you know the the big guy goes to, out of the house and and brings me food and i told him that if you know he caused any trouble i would eat the little people and i did have to eat two of the little people so really he's only down to the one that person left um and uh he just Comes home and brings food and cries at y'all. I wanted to
2: ask you because I remember uh, reading a while back in the police blotter that the police did have to come to your house for some reason. Um, And I I was wondering how that turned out, because clearly you didn't get arrested again.
3: No, of course not. I'm a troll. They can't arrest me anymore.
2: Well, why were they trying? I was curious about that story.
3: Well, apparently, if you make a lot of noise in a house, even if it's your house and your little people to eat, You know, apparently, what I learned, what I learned in these situations is you do not start from the bottom up. You have to start from the top, or they make all kinds of noise, and then the police people come. So the police people came, but I explained that I was a troll, and this had already been talked about and dealt with, and that um, I was totally out to eat these people, and it wasn't, they couldn't do anything. This is an
2: important distinction. Uh, that I'm not sure we've ever addressed before. You eat them alive? Well, yeah. Okay, just, just remembering that, I was one of the questions I had was if you have any special recipes or preparation that you do of humans. Um, but I guess you
3: just eat them alive? Well, I mean, you know, you can put salt on as you go, but not too much. It's bad for your blood pressure.
2: That's, it's important to stay healthy. So, Ida, I have another question for you. Um, have you been doing anything since you've been out of prison to get in touch with your troll roots and sort of explore your newfound culture?
3: Um, no, not really. I mean, I am a troll, so anything I do is my troll culture. So, you know, I, now, now trolls live in houses and keep people in the basement and get to sleep in really nice beds. So, I I you know I'm a troll. So whatever I do is what a troll does. Uh-huh.
2: I I have in front of me a picture of a troll from a, a fairy tale, but it's an accurate representation, I think, of a troll. How do you know? Because it says it's a troll. Okay. And it does the same things. It it hides under bridges, it eats people and actually other animals too.
3: All right, I used to do.
2: Okay. I want you to look at it and and Tell me what you think about this picture as it compares to what you look like.
3: Well, I mean, I don't really look at myself too much. H- here's it, a mirror. Um, okay, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's pretty similar. I think so. You think so? Yeah, they, they're, no teeth. I don't have teeth. Okay. And, um, you know, kind of scraggly unwashed hair. Uh-huh. I think I'm dressed better though.
2: You are dressed better. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You don't seem to have nearly as many warts. No, but
3: they pop up when you least expect them. What? <laughs> <laughs> when do you expect warts to pop up? Well, it doesn't matter, because the second I stop, it's <laughs> like, five more? Right. Oh, do you have any pizza? No. I, I was told there'd be
2: pizza. It's, we ordered it, but it's not here yet. Okay. It takes a while. It takes a while. Okay. I, know, I wonder if you could address a very controversial issue... Uh, in news and politics relatively recently. Okay. Is being a troll genetic or is it a choice you make? Oh, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Is it genetic? Were your parents trolls? I don't know. You don't know what your parents were? No. Well, we went to your house and,
3: uh... You didn't try to take my people, did you?
2: No, no, we couldn't. Leave people, you. We couldn't really.
3: They're my people.
2: But we found your purse, and we found this picture of your parents inside it.
3: You can't just your picture of my things!
2: Is- are these your parents? No! Are you sure? Yes! I'm pretty sure they're your parents. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. They look just like you. So they look like trolls then? They look like people. No, but if they look like me, then Who? they look like trolls. No, I'm, alright, I'm, you're making me just say it. I think you're not a troll. I'm trying to show you that you're not really a troll. But I am a troll. How do you know that? Because Frank
3: Allen told me I was a troll. Okay, is he the only one who has the right things to say? No, I mean, he just, he knows about these things. How? And he's smart. Okay. And he said, based on all the stuff that we've been talking about, you're a troll. And P- I went, oh. You're right.
2: Okay, Ida. Yeah. So what you're what you're telling me is that you are convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are a troll. Yes. You are definitely a troll. I am a troll. Well, okay. I represent all of troll kind. So no and no human laws apply to you. That's right. So, but you, then in that case, since you're such a good troll, you know all about the troll laws that apply to you. There are no troll laws. Oh, there there are totally troll laws. There's troll court. There's troll court? And troll jail. There's other trolls?
3: Yeah. Where are they? They're under bridges, eating people. I never met anyone else who ate people. Well, you weren't looking for them. There are other people who lived under bridges, but they'd usually run away really fast. If they saw I was eating something. maybe they were
2: like, "Oh, that's delicious! I'll go find one of those of my own before yeah, someone else gets it." That's not
3: what they said.
2: Well, mostly I, you know, they said things like, "Oh God, why? I I hate to break it to you, but there there's a whole set of troll laws, and one of them that's very upsetting to me right now is that if you hold people as as a potential meal for longer than a week, you are supposed to notify other trolls so that they can share with you. Ah. Oh. You've you've been withholding food from your fellow trolls. I never knew. Another one is that you can't live in a human house. What? Yeah. Have
3: they, have they ever
2: tried? They've no, it's a human house because
3: it's pretty good.
2: It's against the law.
3: But why?
2: Because it's a troll law. I didn't write it, but it's here. But I'm it's so reading
3: warm and dry and comfy. I don't know. I didn't
2: write it. It doesn't apply to me, but it applies to you.
3: This is a lot to. Of- Think
2: about. Yeah, well, the punishments are even more to think about. So, if you're convicted of living in a house in troll court, you go to troll hell. They just, co- that means they kill you, by the way. That's dead. Just dead. Is there a buffet? No, it's troll hell. There's no food. No food! No people, no food.
3: That's the worst! Yeah. Oh, God. I'm so hungry just thinking about it. Do you have any food on you? No, no. Oh, God. P- pizza's food. not here yet.
2: Nope, nope. That's my arm. Nope. Sorry. Um ah! the other one is withholding food from fellow trolls. That one they keep you alive. They just withhold food from you until you die. And sometimes they come and tickle you. What? Yeah. I hate being tickled. And then they'll eat people in front of you and talk about how delicious ah! it is. So for bo- so a- as I understand this, having just discovered it, for both the crimes you've committed in the troll world, you would be kept in a room deprived of food Tickled and eaten in front of until you die, at which point you go to troll hell where there is no food.
3: But I didn't... I didn't know. Well... Why didn't any of my fellow trolls come and tell me this?
2: Maybe they also agree with me that you're not a troll. Why wouldn't they come and tell me then that I'm not a troll? And you know what? You're with If you're a troll, you're withholding food from them and living in a house. So they're probably shunning you. If you're not a troll, they don't want to talk to you. So...
3: This isn't fair.
2: Well, I... I think you have to pick, troll or not a troll.
3: How can I pick? I just am.
2: I'll make it simple for you, okay? There's food in human prison. There's food in my house. Yeah, but you're going to, look, we're broadcasting this. You're. G- they're going to find out. Whether it's the trolls know. that find out or the humans that find out, they're coming for you. So, is it that you're a human and can go to human prison where there's food? Or that you're a troll where you will just starve to death and be teased and then starve to death forever hell? Well,
3: wait. We? why don't they come and I can talk to them? If they want some of the people in my basement, we can share the people in my basement. No, it's too
2: late. It's too late. You've withheld. You've committed the crime.
3: Where are you getting all this?
2: The troll law book.
3: Can I see it?
2: Sure, here. I can't read. Well, then you have to take my word for it. What does it say? It says the, a whole bunch of laws. Two of them are, thou shalt not live in a house as a troll, a human house. And the other one that I saw is, thou shalt not withhold food from fellow trolls for more than a week.
3: I react really like my house. My people. Gonna lose it. Which is it, Ida? What do, what, do, what do I do? I don't know. Choose
2: a prison. Human prison or troll prison.
3: I guess... I guess if I... Uh, I... Well, I want... I want food.
2: So, human prison. I'm hungry. Human prison? Can I have some food? No, pizza's not here yet. No. Human prison? Food. That's food, food prison. That's the human one. I want food prison. I, it sounds to me prison like you're saying... with food, where I am imprisoned with all this food. Well, that's not going to happen either way. But the I human mean, one has some food.
3: But they had those tacky orange things. Yes. I didn't like them. I, and you only sorry. fed me like
2: three times a day. Yeah, but it's that's like no better than no times a day, isn't it?
3: Why don't the trolls come and talk to me themselves?
2: Because you withheld food and you're living in a human house. They hate you.
3: They hate me?
2: They're shunning you. My fellow trolls hate me? I... You keep saying fellow. <clears throat> I don't... <clears throat> Alright, well... <clears throat> there's a crying old homeless lady. <clears> throat> uh, throat> Cannibal in the corner. The police are on their way, and as far as I can tell, she has chosen human prison, which means that Ida has revealed that she's, in fact, a human. This has been Lynn Nelson with Lynn Nelson Interviews, starring Lynn Nelson.
0: Well, there you have it. So, uh, Rory... What are your thoughts on that? Well, absolutely. I think, just as you said, now justice has finally been served, but at what cost? Children have been devoured that could have been saved if this woman had stayed in jail. She's not a troll at all, it turns out. She was mistaken, or perhaps was lying, which would be even worse. You know, uh, and now she's killed more people. I'm happy to announce that we have, uh, we followed up on this story since the interview, and yes, she is in jail. Lifetime sentences. Lifetime sentences for eating children. Thankfully, not a death sentence since. The town that she's in uh, did not uh, have death sentences, but lifetime sentences, absolutely awful. And the person who interviewed her and and originally revealed that she was a troll, turns out they were totally wrong and were a party to this miscarriage of justice. Yes, and that was, I believe that was Franklin Allenton who did that uh, during his section on our show called Franklin Allenton Interviews. Well then, yes, Franklin Allenton is a criminal and an awful human being and should absolutely be reprimanded by everyone who knows him. He should lose any benefits that he has, any good things he has going for him. Him should be taken away any people who are friends with him should stop being friends with him because he's an awful reprehensible human being franklin allenton deserves the worst possible things that all of humanity can give him right now
1: dad uh, I, I have to tell you something
0: yes cape what what is it you said
1: uh frank frank you said franklin allenton did that interview yeah?
0: yeah yeah franklin allenton interviews was a thing starring Franklin Allenton.
1: I don't... I think that was not what it was called. What do you mean? I think that on the show, there, there was a guy called... There was Frank Allen interviews, but Franklin Allenton was not the one who
0: did it. Wait, it was Frank Allen interviews? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that true? Rory, is that... Is he right? You know, now that you mention it, I think he might be right about that. Oh, well, uh, we don't say bad things about Frank Allen. So, I guess we 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 don't have any comment on that. Uh, I thought it was Franklin Allenton interviews. In which case, Franklin Allenton would be a reprehensible human being and awful, just as Rory said. Yes, if that was Franklin Allenton, he would be such a terrible person, he would deserve to be pelted with vomit everywhere he went. Right, right, if it was Franklin Allenton. Yes, if it was Franklin Allenton, but if it's not. No, no, if it's Frank Allen, we got nothing to say, we got no comment, because uh, we don't say anything bad about Frank Allen because of the season desist. So, uh I guess we don't have anything really to say on this episode of watch other than that that's pretty much all we've got because we can't say anything bad about frank allen we wouldn't we wouldn't if we could uh but we can't so we're not gonna anyway Uh, Let's get to the shows. We've got a couple of awesome shows for you today. Uh, We have a letter that tells us what these shows are. Uh, I will read it to you. Dear Jordan, please help. I thought I would take a trip over to London to see the sights over Labor Day weekend, but woe is me, I have been kidnapped by nefarious London kidnappers of the worst variety. They have taken me like kidnappers and, like criminals, are demanding money to release me. I have none, as the criminal kidnappers have cruelly stolen my money, passport, and other valuables. Please help me by sending money to me here in London to pay the kidnappers to win my freedom and make my way home. If you help me from the bottom of your heart, as my loving friend, I will reward you handsomely with a trove of secret money I have recently acquired, to in my dealings with Miriam Abacha, widow of the late Sani Abacha, blessed be his money of Nigeria. I have lost access to the money in my kidnapping, but it is kept safe in Antananarivo, Madagascar, by former politicians Mark Ravalomanana and Dieter Ratsiraka. Please, in order to expedite the modalities of securing your dear friend me in life and freedom, anonymously Western Union me four million dollars. In return, once free, I will Western Union you ten million dollars. Also, enjoy this episode of Slam Jackson, and the conclusion of my serial, Donnie Palumbo, your friend, Cheryl Casey. Okay, uh, here's the thing. Oh, Jordan, not this again. Well, yes, this again. I, this, this is a... Letter. It says it's from my good friend Cheryl Casey, who, as as it said in there, writes Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Super Villainy and has appeared in many a show, you know, many a many an episode of many a show that we air, um, and who has written uh, songs that I enjoy, uh, and uh, I used to do a cover of one. I did a cover of a song she wrote called "I Faked It." Mm-hmm. Called "I Faked It." Uh, me and me and my friend Mike did it in the Perfectly Normal Band. You can find it at Waxwork.com, W-A-X hyphen W-O-R-K.com, or CastinWax.com. If you look under Music, under Perfectly Normal Radio Recordings, with the song. Um, I faked it is there uh, she wrote that song that's Cheryl Casey wrote that song or at least co-wrote it I think she wrote it anyway the point is look she's a good friend of mine here's the letter saying she got kidnapped right so you have to send the money Rory first of all well this is really second okay I don't have the money I don't have four million dollars so I can't do it that being said This is another email not from her email address. We got a letter last week from Charles that wasn't from Charles' email address saying he was kidnapped. And now we got a letter that's not from Cheryl's email address saying that she got kidnapped. This sounds like a scam to me. This sounds like spam. Jordan, how is it spam? How is it spam? Well, it's a thing. It's got a Nigerian prince in it. Isn't that always a clue that it's a spam of some sort? There are people in Nigeria. You know, people in Nigeria have to be discussed sometimes. You can't automatically discount Every email that mentions someone from Nigeria just because it's from Nigeria. Those people have to be acknowledged. You know, now your podcast has mentioned people from Nigeria. Are people going to go, oh, your entire podcast is a scam? The whole thing, it turns out, you recorded 117 episodes all as a, a bit of spam. <sighs> well, hopefully they won't, but they might. No, okay. It's asking me for $4 million. Most of my friends don't send me emails asking for $4 million. That's the kind of thing I get in spam. That's even more than spam usually asks for, to be honest with you. But it sounds closer to spam than it does to a friend. Jordan, let me ask you this. Did it include the episodes that she said it was including? Well, yeah, they're here as attachments, yeah. Okay, so you're saying she sent the attached episodes, and yet you still believe that it's not her sending them? Anybody could have gotten a hold of those episodes and sent them as... Uh, Some sort of ruse. Yes, anyone, you think so? You think anyone could have gotten a hold of those episodes? Well, I mean, maybe. Maybe they mugged her and and stole the episodes. So you think she had the episodes on her person? Okay, Okay. it's not incredibly likely that she would have audio files of the episodes on her person in london but it's also what's she doing in london i don't have she never mentioned to me that she was going to london over labor day weekend it's a lovely place and there's no labor day weekend here so you know the less of a holiday it's a good time to come around perhaps well okay rory you have access to money and you are in london why don't you send her some money she didn't write to me she wrote to you and also i don't have four million dollars my parents do, but they don't know her. There's no way they're going to help out. No. Don't worry about it. You should try to gather up the money. Oh, you know what you could do? Take the money from Cask. Take the money from Cask? Yes, the Charles Advocacy Society of Kid. You know, the one that you've been raising money for Charles' medical bills. But I can't use Charles' medical bills to save Cheryl. That's not right. Well, then start a new society. <sighs> okay, fine. Fine. Um, let's start. We're gonna start a group called the, um, Cash allocation for Cheryl's kidnapping. And if you want to send money to the cash allocation for Cheryl's kidnapping, you could send it to me, I guess. Oh, no, you know what? Send it to me. That should not be a problem. Send it to me. Send it to you? Yes, I'll hold the money. If you, if you want to be part of the cash allocation for Cheryl's kidnapping, send the money directly to me in cash. Cash? Why cash? Well, you know, I just feel that cash I could take to the Western Union and it should not be a problem once, you know, once I get to the point of that much money. So please, put cash in envelopes, send it to Rory St. John, care of me, I am Rory St. John, to C-A-S-K. Um, if you really want to, you can send it as a check, but make the check out to C-A-S. You know, now that I think about it, if you're sending a check, we should probably send it to the, the cash allocation for Cheryl helpers. So if you're sending it by check, make it to C-A-S-H. So I know there's a different pile for the, the, the cash and for the The checks. So please send the money for if you want to help out, Cheryl. I'm still not convinced this is really Cheryl. I am convinced. I am 100% convinced that this is Cheryl Casey. Has been kidnapped, and we need to raise four million dollars. We absolutely have to. So please, cash money directly to me, uh, and checks made out to C A S H. uh, The the what was it again? Cash allocation for Cheryl Helper. That's me. I'm the Helper. So um, yes, send, send away, send away. That, you know what? It's your business. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get involved. Cheryl, if this is you, I'm sorry. I'm not helping get you rescued. I don't have any money. I mean, I have some money, but I don't have enough. I don't have nearly enough. I'm, I, I, I'm a poor person. Um, but, but apparently, other people are gonna help you out. If you're not Cheryl, you're scumbag. I don't know why you're mentioning Nigeria. If you are Sher- Cheryl, you, you should know better. Nigeria has to get mentioned sometimes. Sure, sure. If you say so. Anyway, uh, we should get to the shows as Cheryl or the um, Cheryl Imposter. Said to us, we do have a uh, episode of Slam Jackson and we do have an episode of Donnie Palumbo. Uh, and in between, we have one of Rory's episodes of This Day in History and Where Are They Now in History, correct? Yes, of course. I've continued doing the work on these things, of course. Good, good, good. Um, all right, well, let's get right to them and we'll be back after this.
5: Slam Jackson! <laughs> Adventurist! by Pete Bowers, Charles Berman, and Daniel Schwartz. SEASON TWO, EPISODE TWO, THE LACTIC ACQUISITION! Our heroic harbinger of happiness, that habitual connoisseur of frozen treats, private investigator, and famed adventurist, Slam Jackson!
6: Are you going to open the door or not?
5: Opens our story today at the ingress of the Tasty Freeze! His senses primed and taste buds alight at the prospect of savoring an action packed cup of vanilla. Soft serve!
6: So you're not going to open the door? Fine.
5: Truly is he eager for the creamy delight! How the frozen milk based treat shall no doubt enthrall him!
6: You want anything?
5: No thanks! Yogurt gives me gas!
6: Thanks for sharing. That was important.
5: Indeed! Every new tidbit offers us deeper insight into the inner workings of our age's greatest and sharpest stressed crime fighting mind!
6: Right, um, hey there, I'll have a. Scoop of icy
7: doom, Slam Jackson, is what you'll have.
6: Okay, I'll bite. Some kind of new Halloween flavor?
7: Do not trifle with my trifles, you rapine louse. I'm the hand that holds the scoop that gouges your fate.
6: That was
5: a good one! Do you mind if I use that?
7: Oh sure, but I'm serving this gentleman. I'll be with you in a minute.
5: By the hoary hosts of Hogoth! Can this be Slam Jackson's arch-nemesis? Um, is it pronounced Ivana?
7: Yes, stop reading my name tag.
6: You got it! Look, Ivana or whatever, I'm sure your dire vengeance is totally warranted or something, but I just want- Your
7: petty desires are nothing to my petty desires, Slamuel.
6: Okay, right. Now what do you want so I can get my ice cream?
7: Revenge, Slam Jackson. The dish best served cold with sprinkles and walnuts. I love walnuts. Back in the line, please, Star. Sorry. You, Slam Jackson, have taken what is rightfully mine. And I will take it from the one whose it is wrongfully. Namely you.
6: The one who... Wait, what do I have?
7: The last Knut Meg ticket. It shall be mine. Oh yes, it shall be mine.
6: Um, I don't have those anymore.
7: Lies! I saw you in line in front of me.
6: Look, I didn't realize until I had gotten home that the ticket guy made a mistake. I wanted to see The Nutcracker, Tchaikovsky's timeless Christmas tale. Instead, I got some garbage indie band. Indie? Those are the ones with the electric guitars, right?
7: Oh, how angry your words make me. But now, now, Slam Jackson, the shoe is on the other glove, for I will enact my revenge.
6: Okay, how?
7: By filling your order.
6: Uh, uh uh-oh? How right you
7: are, you deplorable might of a man. For with this new enhanced ice cream, fortified with ten thousand times the normal amount of lactose, I shall demolish your fragile colon like Pompeii in the shadow of Vesuvius.
6: Gross! He's right. Can I talk to your supervisor? He's on lunch break. Is there an assistant manager or something? They lunch
7: together. Slam Jackson. I think they have a thing going on, but you didn't hear that from me.
6: Look, I returned the tickets to the box office. It'll take about 15 business days to process, and then you can listen to your band sh- nut job or whatever, to your heart's content.
7: But the performance is in... Sixteen business days. I'll go now to camp in front of the box office.
6: Um, hello? Anybody back there?
5: I'll handle it, good buddy. That was vanilla, right?
6: Yeah, but not the super lactose stuff. Are there walnuts?
5: Are there walnuts? How did Ivana get all that lactose into this one bowl of ice cream? Is that even how chemistry works? You will be downright flabbergasted gentle listeners when you hear what absolute folder all awaits in the next hand-wringing thrill fest that is Slam Jackson <laughs> Adventurist
0: In that episode of Slam Jackson Adventurist, the narrator was Mickey Weishner, Slam Jackson was J. R. Conrad, and Ivana Van Doren was Julia Kelly. Hello and welcome to this day in history. My name is Roy Singson, and you're listening to WHRW Binghamton. On September 5th, 1975, in Sacramento, California, an assassination attempt against President Gerald Ford is foiled when a Secret Service agent wrests a semi-automatic 45 caliber pistol from Lynette Squeaky Frome, a follower of incarcerated cult leader Charles Manson. Wow.
8: I've got you, Squeaky Frome. Now your punishment: I'll throw you in this abandoned building and set it aflame. <laughs> but
4: you're just a Secret Service agent. You can't punish me.
8: You see this law? I've taken it into my own hands. Now get into the building. That's not a law, that's Ten Commandments. You lifted off that statue. <laughs> I love the Ten Commandments, another mine. Now, my lighter will light the building on fire. Ooh, man, Squeaky, you're in kind of a bind here. No, I'll just take the elevator down. Hmm, that probably isn't such a good idea, but I'm just a voice in your head, so go do that masculine. I'm not sure. Good thing I deposited you on an upper
3: floor. (laughs) (laughs) You'll pay for this flying secret service agent, man, law pusher jerk.
8: Well, Squeaks, we got to get out of this. We're in a lot of trouble.
3: What do you want me to take the elevator or not? Make
8: up my mind. Fine, take the elevator.
0: Down! Pillar of Flame! In a certain sense, the elevator did work, as it did take her down to hell. In general, when there is a fire, you shouldn't use the elevator, you should use the stairs, if at all possible, because you could be killed, and that wouldn't be fortunate for you at all. This is This Day in History on WHRW, Binghamton. Holy smokes, there's more! My name's Rory Singen and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And I know you're probably wondering what happened to that voice in Quickie Frome's head. I'll tell you. After her death, he was sent back to Voice in Your Head School, where he was supposed to learn how to better be a voice in one's head. Because, of course, he got the facts wrong. He told her to take the elevator. It was the wrong thing to do, as I explained to you. I should be a voice in someone's head because I know all the right moral things. But, unfortunately, this gentleman was. So, in Voice in Your Head School, he was taught yet again No, don't take the elevator when there's a fire. Take the stairs, or, you know, look for some other means of egress. The elevator is not working properly. It could take you right down into fire and you can't control it, all sorts of things like that. It could get stuck, and then you could get stuck in the elevator, and the fire could get to the elevator, and it could burn you alive. That's a bad idea, even if you're Squeaky Throne. Not that we are big fans of Squeaky Throne, mind you, but she doesn't deserve to be burned alive in an elevator. So hopefully the voices in your head tell you better things than that voice does. You should test them, in fact. Don't set your house on fire, but if you can orchestrate it so it seems as though your house is on fire, and you are near an elevator, and you say to yourself, should I take this elevator? And if the voice answers, yeah, go ahead, take the elevator. You could say, ha ha, the house is not on fire I" You. You're a lousy voice. Go back to school. My name is Royce Injin, and this is Wow. Are they now in history? on am Wax.
8: Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Super Villainy, Episode 11: Sizzling Climax, the Enderest of Ends, by Cheryl Casey.
7: Previously on Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Supervillainy, enraged over the revelation of Donnie being the supervillain Avalon Frankie, Lisa has stormed to the office of Titus Eroticus for a final confrontation. Donnie trails after her helplessly and can only hope that the elevator that Rob and Misconception are in arrives in a timely fashion.
8: Lisa! Will you go away? No. No, I won't go away. I'm
7: here at your side and I don't ever want to leave it again. That is not your choice. Now get away from me and, and take your stupid necklace and I'm going to kill this guy and then everything will go away That and necklace is yours. I don't want it. But that was a gift. You can't just give it back.
8: Well, isn't this just delectable? Jiminy Hatchet, I require corn for popping. Thank you. Oh, you think this is funny, do you? Yes. Yes, I do. You think it's funny to prey on someone's need to be wanted? Absolutely. But. J. I will.
7: Get out!
8: No! She broke the door. Just like that. I was tossed out, and an unmoving, impenetrable door separated me from redeeming myself. From atoning for being the stupidest stupid head in stupid town part of the district of stupidity i wasted a long moment with some heavy self pity and spent the remainder of time beating my head against the door and gibbering incoherently i
1: don't know why i
8: don't why i don't why
9: hate to break this to you man but there are better ways to open a door
8: no, 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 no,
10: no! No! Ew, I don't look that disgusting and pathetic when I cry, do I? Tell me I don't look that pathetic. She broke the door. She broke the door and I
9: can't get in. Hey, that doesn't mean anything. She's just trying to keep you safe. I need to get in there. I need to make everything okay. I will eat this door
8: with my face until it does what I say! Oh boy. You are in a bad way, huh, Donnie? R- rob You could do it! You could melt through the door! Melt through the door for me!
9: Please? I need this, I have whoa, to- Whoa, whoa! Uh, uh, maybe you just need some time, uh, some distance to put things into perspective? Uh, a beer. But, I-, I can't just sweat on command! It doesn't work like that, bud! I just want... She tried to give the necklace back, and... I do I
10: think you should melt through the door, Rob. What? No! He is way too messed up right now. If someone went through all the effort of trying to break a door down with their face just to talk to me, obviously, it'd mean I'm super important to them. I'd at least want to hear them out.
9: Yeah, but I just can't sweat on command- I
10: can make you sweat. Huh?
9: Huh? What are you- I've
10: seen you looking at me. You said I was beautiful.
9: Yeah, but you were crying, and I didn't mean to- Uh, You didn't
10: mean what? That I'm beautiful? Well, no, but- And now we're all sopping wet, and my clothes are all see-through, and I knew I should have put a bra on this morning. I- (laughs) I wasn't looking at- But you want to, don't you? Or are you going to insult me again? This isn't fair. It's okay. I'm 18 now. Or, as my birthday in a few months, I always get so confused. It's working?
5: It's working! I
9: I need to sit down.
8: As Rob sweated his way through sexual confusion, his clothes and a good portion of the door, I started to gather myself and feel hopeful again. Through the dissolving remains of the door, I could see that Lisa had cleaved Titus's desk in half with her fist. To his credit, he was still sitting on his throne, perfectly at ease, fondling a bag of popcorn. I'm curious, Titus. What kind of cake is it? What kind of cake would my head decorate? Red velvet. Covered with fondant. Huh. Yeah, uh, I could definitely see that. You just don't learn, do you? What are you
7: doing back here?
8: I came back for you, and I'm not leaving without you. Any kind of filling? Buttercream? Not cream cheese? Because I really thought it'd be cream cheese.
7: People don't do this to other people
8: they care about, Donnie. Don't you get it? I love you, and I'm crazy enough about you to amass
7: an army and enlist the help of Titus Eroticus. Doesn't that mean anything? Yeah, it means lots of things, Donnie. I just... Don't think it means what you think it means. It made
8: sense at the time. I don't know why, but it really did seem like a good idea.
7: Just like arguing in front of the General of Sorrow right now is absolutely peachy.
8: I don't care what he thinks.
7: It's not about what he thinks, but about what he might do.
8: What he might do? It's not like he has a superpower or anything like that. He can't do anything while you're here.
7: You're right. He doesn't have a superpower. However, he's been resourceful enough and determined enough to overcome this apparently crippling handicap you've assigned him.
8: What? I don't... This is a gun, Mr. Palumbo. Are you familiar with guns? How? Just now? In the bag of popcorn. Great. Indeed. Now, Phantasma, eat bullets. It's always weird how in life-changing moments, time seems to stand still. You'd think that if everything came to a screeching halt, you'd have more time to think. Although, to be fair, I hadn't done very much thinking to begin with, so it would be kind of strange to spontaneously start using my mind in a moment of crisis. So, yeah. With my mouth akimbo and my tongue dangling useless, I dove in front of Lisa and shielded her body with my own. I just remember an abrupt shift in my bowels and then staring up at the ceiling. Nothing really hurt, at least not at that particular moment. I remember thinking that the lack of pain meant that I was dead. There's a sort of peace that comes with deciding you're dead forgetting to frantically grasp at the last shreds of life. I could just sit back and watch the show. Man, Lisa was incredible. She just surged with this effervescent energy like some kind of Valkyrie of misery. To see her charge toward Titus Eroticus and scream like a freshly castrated Cerberus, I was pretty sure I'd gone into shock at that point. She reached forward, gripped Titus Eroticus' head in her grip, and just... squeezed... Then I was hit with a spray of brain and skull and realized I was very much alive and bleeding out from a chest wound.
9: I was so glad to wake up in a hospital bed. Donnie, come on, man. Just wake up. Was it a bus again? No, not a bus. (sighs) I was really hoping it was a bus. We're not in any trouble, if that's what you mean. We were both held hostage by Titus Eroticus. I was naked due to some nefarious torture he had planned. He shot you when Phantasma showed up and then blew his own brains out. What? But that never- That's the official story. That's what Phantasma and several eyewitness accounts have verified. Oh. And Ms. Conception won't stop calling me now. It's weird. Dude, isn't she 17? No, 23. I made her show me some ID. So you two... I sincerely hope not. I mean, she's alright. But I'm going to have to build an arc for the day I inevitably piss her off. Uh, and there she is again. Uh, look, this'll take a while. Can I just, you know, outside?
8: Yeah, sure. I probably need to catch up on sleep or something.
9: Thanks. Glad you're okay, Donnie. Yeah. <sighs> Rob? That was quick.
7: No, not Rob.
9: Lisa? You? You're here?
7: I mean... What I'm trying to say You're is- you well enough to cram your foot into your mouth, I see.
8: Forcefully! I didn't think you'd want to see me after, well, everything.
7: I didn't really want to, but I just had to know. Why?
8: Why what? I mean, I tried to explain everything to you back at the clubhouse.
7: No, what I want to know is, what would possess you to jump in front of a bullet?
8: Oh, that? He was shooting at you. Yeah, and? Well, I just, it was you or me. And a 9mm pie was more palatable than a world without you in it. Donnie? Yeah?
7: You understand that I have impenetrable crystalline skin, right? Huh? And that after you went down, he continued to shoot at me, and bullets were literally ricocheting off my body, right?
9: Uh, uh,
8: no. Uh, I was kind of in fight-or-flight mode there. And that piece of information just slipped my mind.
7: Yeah, that seems to be happening a lot. You missing important pieces of information.
8: Man! I can't even do meat shield right.
7: Donnie, did it ever once occur to you that if you wanted to be more involved in my line of work to, I don't know, become a superhero? Or a sidekick? Or, you know, at the very least, talk to me about it?
8: Be Phantasma's sidekick?
7: That is one thing she currently does not have.
8: I could be Phantasma's sidekick? I could-
7: There are lots of things you could do or be, Donnie. Just like there are lots of things that I could do. What I need to do right now is pick up my tights from the dry cleaners before some other idiot inevitably starts causing problems. You need to rest up. That hole in your chest won't heal itself. Lisa? Bye, Donnie.
8: Lisa? Lisa? Hey, Lisa! It was worth it! Lisa, it was so worth it! I will always be your meat shield! Rob? Nurse? Doctor? Anybody? Did anybody see that? Somebody had to have seen that. She's still wearing the necklace.
0: In that episode of Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Supervillainy, Donnie was Ed Jones. Rob was Jordan Randall. Lisa was Julia Adams. Misconception was Angela Schwartz. And Titus Eroticus was Charles Burman. Thank you very much, Rory. Thank you very much, Rory. And what I would like to do right now is something very special. As I said, I am broadcasting live on Ustream as we speak. So I'm going to do a special thing. I'm going to give the Ustream watching... Audience, there is, there actually are people watching me record this right now. I'm going to give them an opportunity to be part of the show. People on Ustream, uh, here's a one time, well, I don't know, is it one time only? It's at least this time. Whether it's one time only or not, I guess that, that remains to be seen. But it's this time. Point is, I'm going to tell you my phone number. And if you want to call me and be part of this podcast over speakerphone from my, my telephone, you can do so. I'm not recording this, uh, this Ustream. And when I play it on the podcast, I'll bleep out my number so everybody can't just call me all the time. But if you want to call me right now, you're more than welcome to. My phone number is. Get ready, drum roll. My phone number is. <laughs> you can call me up and be a part of the podcast because I'll answer it on my on my speaker phone. Uh, please give us a call if you'd like to. You don't have to. But if you'd like to, 718-887-5510. While we uh, see if anyone will call us, I have some other emails to get to. Uh, oh, and I should also mention, we do like getting emails here. And uh, in addition to the Ustream people should call us, uh, people can feel free to write into us at castinwax at gmail.com. Castinwax at gmail.com. Uh, we have two emails regarding last episode. Last episode, I said uh, something was lying sallow, and, uh, and then I said I don't know if that was right. Got a couple emails correcting me. Here's one. Hey there, Jordan. I believe that you meant fallow rather than sallow. Fallow means uncultivated or ground that is well plowed and harrowed, but left uncropped for a whole year or more. Sallow means of the skin or complexion, having a sickly yellow or brownish yellow color. Perhaps of mild interest, fallow can also mean to become pale or yellow, hence to fade wither. Samuel. P.S. The quoted definitions were taken from the OED. I'm assuming that is the Oxford English Dictionary. Is that correct, Rory? Well, I, I, I mean, you tell me. I assume so. Well, you're English, so I figured you would know. I don't memorize the dictionary, no. All right. Well, I'm going to assume I'm right. Here's another one we got. Uh, same same. Same topic. Dear Mr. White, lying sallow is not a phrase that means anything. I think you will find that what you meant was lying fallow. Sallow means greenish-yellow. Fallow means dormant or inactive. I should know, as I have a master's degree in English. I got it at a university by studying very hard, and I'm very proud of it. I use it at every opportunity. I think it grants me the authority to correct you on this point, which has to do with the English language. Sincerely, Master Anton Parsons, M.A., Master of English. Mr. Parsons! You are wrong, sir! You are incorrect! Here's why. Couple of reasons. Lying sallow is not a phrase that means anything. Baloney, friend! You just told me what it means. You said that sallow means greenish yellow. So if you're lying sallow, you're lying greenish yellow. What if you have jaundice? You're lying sallow. What if you have jaundice... Okay, jaundice is yellow. What if you have jaundice and you're jealous of someone? You're envious then you're lying sallow. So a jaundiced, jealous person would be lying sallow. So you are incorrect, and you know how I know? Because I have a master's in English. Who's my hole? What that means is I have a mastery of the English language, and I am its master, and it does what I tell it to. So if I say lying sallow, I mean it. I don't even remember what I was talking about last episode, but you guys can go look it up. And whatever I was talking about, I meant lying sallow. If coincidentally the thing that I said was lying sallow was also lying fallow. That might be the case. Maybe it was also dormant and inactive, but I'm sure I meant as a master of English, as a master of language who therefore commands the language what to do and not to do. I meant it was lying sallow, but thank you for your point. I have, you know what? I have a master's of English and I have a master's of teaching English at the, at the high school level. So I just high schooled you, friend. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what else we got here? Uh, we have a couple of letters. Oh, I'm getting a phone call. Let's, uh, let's answer this phone call, and let's put it on speakerphone. Hello there! Hello! It's Timmy! I don't know if this is working as well as I'd hoped. Say that one more time. This is Timmy! Timmy? Kevin. Kevin? Yeah! Kevin! From the Birmingham Bruisers! Oh, fr- from the... I thought it was the Binghamton Bruisers. i never heard of this. Did you guys move to Birmingham? I've always come from Birmingham. You've always come from... Okay, so I misheard you when I said Binghamton Bruisers. Yeah, I never heard of this. For those of you who don't remember, uh, this is one of the gentlemen who, uh who kidnapped me a while back and was, uh, beating me on a regular basis. Are you calling because you want to beat me again? Oh,
4: well, yeah, that's cool. Well,
0: I'm in England now. Oh, that's, uh, I, you can't, I don't think you can reach me from there. No, it's not.
4: Look, uh, I moved over to England and I, uh, I'm calling because I kidnapped
0: your friend. You kidnapped my friend? Yeah. Uh, which friend? I Rory? Because Rory's on the line. Rory? No, he didn't kidnap me, no. No, he's
4: all right. I can get him later. Well, I prefer you don't. I, well, I'll, I'll think about it. I, uh... I kidnapped Cheryl, and uh, I'm looking for, I mean, she's looking for $4 million.
0: Hang on, hang on, hang on. You kidnapped Cheryl. Yeah. And you're looking, I mean, she's looking for $4 million. That's right. I'll I'll tell you what's weird about the way you phrased that, is that you said she's looking for it. It sounds like they're two unrelated things. Like, she's kidnapped, also she needs $4 million.
4: Right, to pay
0: me. To pay you. So it's really you who's looking for $4 million. Well, yeah.
4: I mean, normally, yeah. Uh, I'm looking for $4 million. Uh, or about, about 2 million pounds here in England, where
0: I am. 2 million pounds? Is that the exchange? It's, it's really twice the... They're worth that much more? I'm not a
4: math guy. Give it to me in dollars, I'll go to the
0: bank. Okay. Well, I don't have $4 million, so I can't help you. All right. I guess you don't care about your friends at all. Okay. I, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I do, I do, no, I do. I do t- I do care about my friend. Uh, Can can you prove to me that you've got her by putting her on the line? She's she gagged. Yeah, yeah. Take off the gag. Uh, well,
4: no, I'm not my kidnapper. I, uh, I, can't, I can't do that. It, uh,
0: it's a kidnapping. Well, I know it's a kidnapping, but I'm not saying let her go. I mean, please do let her go, if you would. Well, no,
4: I mean, you kidnap someone, you can just
0: that, that easy. Uh, you know what? Your logic is flawless. But what I'm trying to say is if you take off the gag, and, and, sh- and that, that will help prove to me that you've really got her, and then maybe I'll be more likely to give you the money. Yeah, well,
4: the thing is, though, if I like, take, take the gag off, then she, then she
0: can talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah! I want to hear her. I want to know that you. Re- I don't believe that you really have her.
4: Well, then I'll be like a
0: liar. You'd be very much like a liar.
4: Are you calling me a, a potential
0: liar? Well, all of us are potential liars. Yes, no, we're all potential liars. He's calling you an actual liar.
4: Well, that's that's wrong. That's bearing uh, false witness against my neighbor.
0: Yes, that would be wrong of you to do. So, I, so do me a favor, prove me wrong. By letting me talk to her.
4: Uh, well, all right. You know what? You know what? Fine. Just fill off like seconds, though, all right? Okay. Just give me a minute and I'll, I'll get the gag off
0: her. See, Jordan, I but told you it's real. That. No, I still don't believe he's real. It's true. Well, he agreed to let you talk to her, so. Hello? Yeah. Hello? What?
4: That was her. What,
0: what did she say? I couldn't understand her. She,
4: she was mumbling she wasn't used to talking so
0: much. Well, let, let me talk to her again. I want to ask her a question. All
4: right, hold on a second, all right? here, just a second.
0: Yes, see, Jordan, that sounded like her. Well, uh, it sounded like her tone of voice. I couldn't make out any of the words. No,
4: just I got to gag her again. I'm a
0: All right. Well, I guess it's true. I guess Cheryl's been kidnapped.
4: Yeah, that's right. Kidnapped. in $4
0: million. All right. Well, we've, we've what we've done is I, I don't have $4 million, but I've started a, a, a group. Well, I didn't start it. I mean, I co-started it with, with Rory. A group called, um, what's it called, Rory? It's called Cash Allocation for Cheryl's Kidnapping. Oh,
4: well, that's great. Right. That's great. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, I just remembered because I was listening to the podcast where you said I could call and you did that earlier. Well, that'd be great. So you've got you my number on caller ID,
0: right? Yeah, I do have your number on caller right? ID. This is your real number? This is not her cell phone well, or anything like that? Well, it's not a phone or nothing. Okay, cool. Uh, we can use this phone number to find you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call me. Up to $4 million, right? Or maybe we could just bring it to your place. Yeah, yeah, that'd be
4: great. Just bring it over, then you don't even have to western to you. like Cheryl
0: said. Yeah, because Rory is in London right now. Oh yes, yes. You you tell me where you are. You could send me an email with your address, and I'll just walk over with the money when it when it comes in. Right, right, cool. I'll do that. Perfect, perfect. You're gonna email him the address. Yeah, yeah, I'll email him
4: where I live, and you come over
0: with the money. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much for calling. No problem.
4: Good to
0: do business with you. No problem. No problem at all. I'll Talk to you soon. Okay, I like that. Bye. Bye. Wow. That was excellent. Um, so Kevin, it was it. If you're listening, uh, over the internet right now, just do me a favor. Plug your ears for a moment. Just, I'll, I'll do, just put your fingers in your ears like this. You can see me. I'm, I'm doing it in person. And when I, when I take them back out, then you can take yours out. So guys, what, I, what I'm going to do is, uh, we're going to send that address to the police and we're going to get him arrested, uh, for kidnapping Cheryl. Hopefully we'll save Cheryl. I mean, I, I mean, that's definitely what we hope. I don't know if it's true, but we're definitely going to send the Bobbies over, right, Roy? Yes, well, that's what we call them, yes. But uh, we'll send Scotland Yard to uh, save her and rescue her from, you know, kidnapper. Perfect. Okay, you can, uh, you can, you can take your, your fingers out of your ears now. So, uh, we do have some mail. Like I said, you can write into to us at castandwax at gmail.com. We have a couple of emails here uh, regarding Mr. Frank Allen. I figured I would read them right now. Dear Jordan, what's with all the Frank Allen hate? Why did you steal all his shows like that and try to take credit? Geez, admit when someone is better. Sometimes you have to admit that someone is better than you. And that is usually Frank Allen. Want to air any more episodes of Frankly Speaking? I have a pretty good backlog. Hank Fallon. You know what, Hank Fallon? We can't comment on this letter. But we'd love to air episodes of Frankly Speaking, ironically. I'm not going to clear up that ambiguity. Do I mean that we would air them ironically, or is it ironic that we'd like to air them? Whichever one you would prefer. Pretend that's the truth, Mr. Fallon, Mr. Hank Fallon. But I can't comment on why all the hate, and I can't comment on the idea that he stole the shows from us. Well, because for two reasons. One is I have a cease and desist against me. The other reason is uh, it is part of an ongoing uh, legal suit so, uh, my lawyers have told me I shouldn't really comment on that. What's that, Jordan? My lawyer. I, I contacted a lawyer and we're in, we're in some, uh, legal stuff going on. So, all right. I, I can't, I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. Uh, we got a bunch of other letters to get to. So let's, uh, let's go right through it. Uh, what else we got? Oh, here's the other one about Frank. Uh, dear Jordan, I didn't kill Alan Thomas, you bastard. Why did you send the cops? It was Frank Allen, which is me, not Franklin Shandy, who is some normal, innocent guy. Please send this email to the cops also, so they think I didn't do it. Franklin Shandy. You know what? You've totally given yourself away, Franklin Shandy. Long story. Basically, it comes down to Franklin Shandy killed Alan Thomas with the help of Alan Thomas's brother, Galen Thomas. You've proven it. Because you said it was Frank Allen, which is me, not Franklin Shandy, but then you signed it Franklin Shandy. And why did you send the cops? We didn't send the cops after Frank Allen. We sent them after Franklin Shandy. So how would you know I sent the cops if you were Frank Allen? Ah, okay. You're going to jail, my friend. You're going to jail for a long time. We're getting lots of emails from people who are going to jail. Oh, and speaking of which, we got Kevin's uh, email from the Birmingham Bruisers. Dear Jordan, my address is... I don't want to read it on the air, um, but... Hope to get the money soon. Let me forward this to Rory, right, Rory? No, don't forward it to me. Forward it to the police. No, 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 Rory, I'm forwarding it to you. I'm forwarding it to you so you can send the money. Listen, Rory, are you watching the stream? No. Okay. Look, I'm I'm winking on the stream. If you were watching the stream, you'd see that. Anyway, I'm sending it to Rory, not the police. Why would I send it to the police? To get him arrested? No, I'm not doing that. I'm not getting him arrested. I'm getting him the money. We're getting him the money. But I thought you said no, it- Rory, Rory. My fingers are not in my ears. He's listening to the show. I'm forwarding it to you. Sent. Well, I didn't get it, so... No, Rory. <sighs> Send it to you after the show. Okay. Uh, on with the emails. Wow, do we have a lot of emails. Here's another one regarding last week. Uh, last week on the show, I was eating some wonderful candy. Uh, it was candy made by <laughs> candy company. Uh, but due to the censoring on the show, there was a misunderstanding and we got an email here. Dear Jordan, thanks a lot. I knew I could count on you to help us out again. As soon as the beep cheese crackers company extended to candy, I tuned into cast and wax podcast to see if anyone on there ate beep candy. And lo and behold, you were eating and enjoying beep candy. I'm glad you enjoyed it and hope to hear you eating more beep candy in the future. Please enjoy this coupon for four bags of beep candy. Coupon. Four bags of Beep Candy here. Uh, sincerely, Alice Lucan, CFO, Beep Candy and Cheese Crackers Corporation. Thank you very much, Alice. I was actually talking about Candy, but Beep Candy, I am assuming, I'm hoping it's going to be great. So I will go and check it out. I love getting things for free. So thank you very much. You bastard. You you have to give me some of that candy. What? No. I, why would I have to do that? Because you used my idea to eat on the podcast and then get a product placement. Yeah, but I'm not getting a product placement deal from the company I was actually eating. I'm getting it from Beep, because I censored it. Yes, and I would have gotten that from last time when I'd eat the Beep crackers, except that I said all these things about them making you fat. Well, you shouldn't have done that. I didn't do that, so I get the benefits. Well, Beep candy makes you fat, too. Beep candy is terrible and stupid, and it makes you fat. <laughs> Well, now you're definitely not going to get any of the candy. I'm going to eat it. Just send me some. Come on. It's my idea. Come on. No, no, I don't think that's a good idea. You're not supposed to send, you know, perishable edible food across country lines, too, I, I don't think. Well, then, oh, come on. No, no, Rory, no. Ugh. Fine. Here's another one. Wow, we really did get a whole lot of email, and this is great. I really am very pleased about it. Keep sending us email, castinwax at gmail.com, castinwax at gmail.com. Right, Scape? Don't you like it?
1: What we what, 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 Dad? Scape, were you sleeping again? Yeah, Dad, if you talk about boring things, did you ever watch a cartoon?
0: I watched a cartoon. When
1: people are boring, people in cartoons fall asleep. That's like what happens to me in real life when you're boring.
0: Scape, you're a jerk. Okay, here's a letter. I want to know what you think of it. Me? Yeah, You? Uh, dear Mr. White, this has to do with an ongoing thing that we've, we've heard recently, uh, about a, uh, when I was kidnapped by the, well, the Binghamton bruisers, I thought, but I guess the Birmingham bruisers, maybe they have a bicontinental sister gang situation, I don't know, the point is, when I was kidnapped, this, this Girl Scout troop went out looking for me, and I, I don't know, they, they're still missing, I guess. Dear Mr. White, the school has recently been pressing me for information on you. It's weird. The more information I give them on you, the less they and the cops seem to suspect me of doing anything untoward toward my daughter Sally. Could you give me your address, phone number, date of birth, etc.? They're asking for them. I think it could help find Sally. I really hope it does because I miss her. Thanks, Rochester Adams. Well, I know I'm not going to give you my address, phone number, and date of birth, etc., because I don't I have nothing to do with your daughter's disappearance. She went out looking for me. I haven't seen her. I don't know anything about Dad, her. Have you already
1: you gave your phone number. I gave
0: the phone number on the live stream. I didn't give it on the podcast, so nobody can hear it. Unless they, like the beep cheese people, are going to misunderstand and think my number is beep because I'm going to beep it. So if they think my number is one long beep, they can try to use that to contact me. It won't get me. It's not my actual number. Anyway, uh look, Mr. Adams, I, I really don't have anything to do with it. I think you need to investigate the things that your daughter does and says... I mean, it sounds to me like there's this real big conspiracy involving the Girl Scouts. Jordan, what are you doing? I'm talking about the Girl Scouts thing. You, you told me that there's a big conspiracy regarding the Girl Scouts. No, and no, don't talk about it on the podcast. You're going to get yourself killed. You told me about it, okay? You told me about it. So I don't know if it's true. Of course it's true, but we're not going to go into the details of the conspiracy on the podcast. You're going to get us all killed. This is ugh. Mr. Adams, I recommend you start a podcast then and you talk about the conspiracy so that I don't have Are to. Are you do trying it. to assassinate Rochester Adams? No, I just I'm all I'm saying is I don't know anything about this. The Girl Scouts probably know more about it than I do. That's their thing is knowing a lot of stuff apparently among other things. We've got more emails. We, I can't get into this. Okay. These three emails have come in during the podcast. So, uh let's see what they say. Dear Jordan, Rory gave me a great idea. Sex with your mom was great, Frank Allen. Okay. This is fake. This is not Frank Allen's email address. This is ridiculous. Frank Allen did not have sex with my mom. Everyone. Well, he did just write in and say it. This not his email. He might have a new email. No, it's not, Rory. This is. It's this is an email from the UK. No, it, but it wasn't. I didn't. I didn't send it. So. From anonymous email UK. But I. I'm in the UK, of course. But that doesn't mean I sent it. Uh, fine. Let's next email. Dear Jordan, Rory gave me a great idea. Sex with Frank Allen was great. Your mother. Okay. My mother doesn't sign emails your mother, guys. so Well, perhaps she did this time. No, this is from that same email address that sent the last I, one. Wait, I don't know what you're trying to prove. They could share an email now because they're so intimate. That's, pr- that's ridiculous. Frank Allen and my mother have never met, and they've never had sex, and they're never going to. You guys are disgusting. I, you know, I'm just bringing up possibilities. You know, there is a world... In which they are lovers. This is where Frank Allen's your father. So. Okay, 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 okay. Come on, come on. Anyway, we got one last email. It says, "Hey, you just said if I was not Cheryl, I was a scumbag, but I'm not Cheryl, and I think I'm pretty nice." Hannah Justinian. Okay, well, Hannah, I didn't mean everyone who's not Cheryl is a scumbag. I am not Cheryl, and I'm okay. Wow, we're getting a neat uh, phone call. Hello there. Hello. Uh, this is Bernard. Shit. Hello, Bernard. How's it going?
4: You know, this is the first time I've watched your show here or the podcast or what have you. I was I was kind of hoping it was a, a comic podcast.
0: Oh, sorry. And
4: and now I, I see that it seems to be uh, all about criminal activity and stuff.
0: This
4: <laughs> way, uh, <laughs> and maybe you could maybe oh, they
0: might. Oh, hold on, hold on, just a sec. You're you're bra- you're breaking up when you say that. Say that part again. <laughs> I'm so sorry but I can't make out a word you're saying. I really can't. This is this is very sad cuz I love the idea of you help you joining in but I can't make out a word you're saying. If you want to say something maybe go into the chat on the Ustream and type it there cuz I can't make out a word you're saying. Well, that's real unfortunate. Uh getting back to the email we just got. Hannah, I didn't mean that everybody who's not Cheryl is a scumbag. Is is a scumbag. I'm not a scumbag. I'm not Cheryl. Rory's not a Well, Rory's not Cheryl. He's a bad example. Let's not talk about him. What? Why did you say that? Well, okay. Uh, Bernard, are you there? Uh, you have anything to tell me in the chat? Okay, Bernard says, I have horrible internets. Since you seem to be involved with kidnapping and such, perhaps you can get support from the parole board. Well... I, I have never been to jail, so I am not that familiar with the parole board. We do have one person involved in the show who has been arrested, though. Now, why are you bringing that up? Well, I'm just saying, you know, you probably, you must have had a parole officer at the, at the time when you got released, right? Well, yes, but th- this is, I don't see why you have to bring that up during the podcast. Rory, uh, for those of you who don't know, was uh, arrested a while ago. Uh, this was a couple of years back, I think. For um, what he was doing was uh, was determined to be perjury because what he would do is he would rent himself out to lawyers, uh, get paid, and he would go on the stand and say on the stand. Yes, it's perjury. He would go on the stand and say on the stand anything because he believes in alternate realities where everything is possible. So he would go on the stand and say, oh, at the time of the murder, wasn't uh, wasn't uh, the accused actually uh, in London, uh, uh, you know, not doing the crime at all? And he would go, yes, they were, because he believed in another universe, they were. Uh, He just didn't specify that it was another universe. Which sounds totally legal to me. You know, I still think it's outrageous that I went to jail for that. Because you're misleading people. Come on. No, no, I'm not. I'm not misleading people because, as you can see, I was telling the truth. I was not perjuring myself. I was saying the truth as I believed it and as I thought it. But it wasn't the whole truth. You're told to give the whole truth. And you didn't give the whole truth. By omission, you left out the part saying in another universe. That should be self-evident. How should that be self-evident? Because it, it just should be. Well, it's not. Anyway, Bernard is saying to help deter criminals. You know what, Bernard? That's actually a really, really good idea. Rory, if you can get me in touch with your former parole officer, I would love to have him on the show. And uh, he can help us because because it does seem like a lot of people listen to our show. And for some reason, I I really don't know why. For some reason, people listen to our show and are inspired to commit crimes. It's terrible. And I don't want that. So let's have a we should have his parole officer on Rory. You'll get me in touch with him uh, later in the uh, after the show. Right. Sure. Why not? Just don't talk about me breaking the law anymore. Well, well, OK, we'll see. Anyway, uh, Rory, Rory is in England, so he won't be able to physically be here with the uh, with the parole officer. But we can his parole officer was local here in Queens. Uh, I believe, right? Yes. So, we, we should, we should, we should try to have him on very soon. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much, Bernard, for bringing that up. I think it was actually really nice of Bernard to bring that up. Uh, Bernard, also, when he was on the phone with me, he had said he had hoped, I don't know if you could hear this, he had hoped this would be a, a comic podcast. And while I do think it is a comic podcast in a certain point of view, it is not a comic book podcast. It's the other kind of comic podcast. So, uh, I'm sorry for that. But Bernard, you see, he, he also said it was the first time he'd ever watched it. This is the first time I've ever done it live video streaming i've never done it live before i've only it's an audio podcast and i've only ever done the audio version i've only ever let people hear the audio after the fact because after i finish recording this i'll edit it together cut out the pauses cut out the this and that and i'll put it out on the internet and you can find it at castinwax.com look under the podcast section and there's been a 116 episodes so far and this will be the 117th i believe so Hopefully you'll enjoy them. they all they all feature me, Scape, my cat. What? Why do you say my name? Because I'm talking about the podcast.
1: Oh. Uh yeah, I'm on the podcast, if that's what you mean.
0: That is what I mean. They feature me, Scape, and Rory, uh, as well as our former co-host Frank Allen, who, uh, as you heard earlier, is oh, I can't I can't say what he is. So that's uh that's that. Anyway, uh the point is, uh yes, that's the end of the show. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Uh write into us at castinwax at gmail.com. And you can be a part of the show by giving us this listener mail uh, as we as we like to get. Everybody, uh, until next time, be seeing you. You say that you don't believe in dreams. Well, I had a dream about you. Does that mean that you say that life is not a game, but I think that you're just afraid to admit